Hello everyone and welcome to another episode, episode 4 of The Chai Chronicles. Today's featured guest is the one, the only, Ashley. Oh, well, hi. Yes. Um, hi guys. Uh, my name is Ashley. Um, Maddie and I met uh, just about a year and a half ago uh, on Ye Olde Tiki Talk, uh, is what I call the tickiest of talks nowadays. Um, and uh, we met because we wanted to write a song together, so we did. And uh, we've just been very, very good friends ever since. You know, just uh, just kind of chilling every once in a while. And uh, yeah, that's me. I'm a cosplayer, and I, I dress up as people in fiction to make myself feel better. So that's basically what it is. So first question that I am going to fire at you is: What are your top three Star Wars characters? Oh gosh! Well. Oh man, well, you know, the top two are are always continuous. They they always like have stayed the same in the past like long time. Um, but the third is it it, it flips every once in a while. Um, so the top two are Night Sister Marin and Cal Kestis. They're a package deal. You can't not have them both together. Really? <laughs> I I wasn't expecting that. Never would have guessed. Wasn't expecting that. Wait, seriously? I was going to say... No, no, I thought you were going to say Ahsoka and Omega. No, so number three usually flip-flops between Ahsoka, Omega, and Leia. Leia is currently currently the number three right now because she's she's just incredible. She's a powerful woman. She's just the the blueprint for any strong female character in any any media, not even just Star Wars, but in any media. And we just... We love a woman. We really do. <laughs> We do, we do love a woman. I'm so, I like, I was listening to some Carrie Fisher interviews the other day, and it makes me so sad that she's gone. Like, I just, she wasn't that old when she died either, though, and I'm no. just, like, heartbroken. It, when when I saw The Last Jedi in theaters, um, I one of my, like, life goals was to meet Carrie, um, because I loved Leia ever since I was a mm-hmm. kid. And it's so unfortunate that, uh, like, I never, I never got to meet her because she has been such, she was such a guiding light within my childhood. And I remember watching The Last Mm -hmm. Jedi and um, sitting through the credits. And when it says in loving memory of our, of our princess, I, I just, like, I had already been very upset. I was very sad. Like, I was crying because of how great The Last Jedi was. I, for full disclosure, I love the sequels. They're, are they my favorite movies? No, yeah. but I love watching them because they're good. We stand the sequels of this. Stand. Um, but when I saw when I saw those words on the big movie screen, I just no shame sobbed my eyes out. I was just a blubbering mess. Um, it was it was um, it was a time. And I remember seeing this interview from Mark Hamill. Uh, he was he was doing the uh, it was like celebrating Carrie Fisher's life uh, panel thing, and he was like, I was really hoping that we wouldn't have to do this so soon. And he was like breaking up, like almost every sentence he was speaking. And um, he says uh, every single time I, she was she was our princess, and he breaks his voice breaks when he says that, and it's just like I couldn't finish the interview or the first watch of it I, I I had to close my computer and sit sit across from it I know Carrie wherever you are if you're listening to this thank you just you're amazing and and you were taken from us way too soon 
I, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish she could have seen Vivian. I really wish she could have seen Vivian because she would love yeah, Vivian. No, I, Vivian is just the sweetest human ever. She's so adorable. And there were some parts where I was like, God, Leia's a bit of a dum-dum, but like, because when she ran away from Obi, so Kenobi spoilers, when she ran away from Obi-Wan, I was like, but I think that's because like we as the audience know about Kenobi. So like realistically, it probably like, made to, sense. To but, be like, fair, you know. Leia had been kidnapped. Because, okay, so here's an interesting thing that I want to make, uh, uh, or like a point that I want to make is I, so when the Clone Wars came out, I remember watching them, the, the series. I was like eight, maybe nine. So I have like memories of the Clone Wars. Cause I watched like the Clone Wars on like Disney, like not Disney Plus, but like, you know, the actual, like, what, what was the channel? So it was actually Cartoon remember, Network but... that uh, it started on. Car- it was Cartoon yeah. Network, yeah. That was before Disney bought so, everything. Yeah, so I watched it on Cartoon Network when I was like eight. Mm-hmm. And then when I was like about 14, 15, maybe, I want to say maybe younger, I watched the sequels in theaters. So being in that like cross generation between not really, not really prequels, but not really sequels. I mean, technically sequels, but for both of us, I think we're in this kind of middle section between it. What's, what was your experience like growing up with the Clone Wars and like in between, like I said, in between the prequels and sequels? So my experience was, uh, I, I was born when Attack of the Clones, and I was, I was a year old when Attack of the Clones came out and came out in 2002. I actually saw Revenge of the Sith in theaters and I was, I was itty bitty. My brother was going uh, on a, on a like group trip. When did, when did Revenge of the Sith Oh five. They, they let me into the theater somehow and I, I had already watched the movies. I had a very, obviously a very like big connection to Empire Strikes Back because I love Empire Strikes Back. It's my personal favorite movie. Um, But I remember I was sitting next to my brother when watching Revenge of the Sith and when Anakin had turned, I was just a mess. I was a a four-year-old, a total mess in the theater and everything, but after... I still can't even finish Revenge of the Sith. I've literally only watched half of it because I broke down sobbing. Because Order 66 comes in halfway through. Like, the the second half of the movie is literally just sadness. It's just all sad. There's nothing, like, happy, happy, good, good, except for Luke and Leia being bored, and then Padme dies. Like, that's just the whole second half of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) And also Padme's beautiful death outfit, but, I mean, like, that's not the main point. Oh, God, it's so good. I love her. She they did her so dirty with a lot of media and everything. She she deserved Padme Amidala deserved better. I okay. Speaking of Padme's death, I don't think she died of sadness. Like I, think I don't there think there was so like, some like poisoning going on in there or like something. I think like, there was I, Padme Amidala is I too think, strong of a woman to die from sadness. My theory, and this is a very popular theory among a lot of people, is that I think that um, I think that Palpatine took the life force that was in Padme after she gave birth to the twins and transferred it into Anakin mm. because he was literally dying <laughs> before he became mm. Vader. So I think that's what happened. So technically yeah. Padme saved Anakin's life. And ow. And that's so sad to think about, like, because he spent so his entire sad. time protecting her. So when in reality it was her that but was, it was protecting him. So you you watched I watched Revenge of the Sith in theaters. 
in theaters. And then I watched the Clone Wars movie in theaters. That was the the first arc of the Clone Wars. Mm. Um, And I remember watching it in theaters and looking at Ahsoka and going, I want to be her. I didn't care how annoying she was. I didn't care how snippy she was. She reminded me of me because I was that younger sister. And my mom actually told Mm. me that Halloween because it was uh, just before Halloween. And she told me, you're not dressing up as her because she wears a tube top. She wore a tube top. <laughs> and she was like, you're not wearing that. Remember, this is Connecticut. Which we October. definitely need to harp on the sexualization of um, Come on, George. Tano when George. she was younger. She's literally 14. So we have a lot of issues with George about that. But George, George, what the heck? <laughs> if you look at the original sketches from Dave, <laughs> Dave actually had like, it was, yeah, it was like, it was a, it, it ended right here. But also the top went all the way down to her, like down her stomach. Like it, it went all the way down. George and I got beef about that. I watched the Clone Wars movie, and then I watched the first season ish uh, as it was coming out on Cartoon mm. Network. And then we actually had zero cable. We like our cable was non-existent, and I actually never finished the series until Disney Plus came out. I never even watched any of it on Netflix or anything. But when Disney Plus came out, my boyfriend Derek was like, "Hey." Um, you know what show you would actually love since you like Star Wars? Shout out to Derek He's if like, you're listening. Um, love you, and I can't wait to see you soon, honey. He was like, "You did you ever finish the Clone Wars?" I'm like, "No, I didn't. I didn't finish it." I was like, "I think I know a few things about it." He's like, "No, you don't." I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "I would totally recommend you watching the Clone Wars." This was in early 2020, by the way. So we we restarted the Clone Wars, and mm. I actually physically said to him, like, this is boring as hell. Because mm. it was, like, the arc with Yoda. It was, like, the first arc with Yoda and everything, and I was like, I'm so bored. This is kind yeah. of bad. No, the first season, like, I was watching it actually in analysis, like a film analysis, because for those who don't know, I want to go into film, da 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 That's my only personality trait. Oh, Anyways, shush. um... <laughs> but I watched a film analysis and they were talking about the animation of season one and there's parts like when you go back and watch it like I was starting to rewatch Clone Wars with my sister um, and I was like is this really as like I don't remember it looking this bad like I genuinely thought it was like a bit nicer <laughs> um, so it's definitely like the first two seasons are rough like season three is kind of where it picks up I think but I had kind of a similar thing, but I discovered it in 2021, actually. The irony of this is I binged it during my exams. Like, I watched, like, four seasons in, like, a week. Which is Um, a feat in its own, like, truly. Yeah. (laughs) Because I just had it always playing in the background and stuff. Like, whatever I was doing, it was just boom. Um, But basically, I, I hyper fixated on it, and this was around the time that I had downloaded TikTok, and I was like... Oh my god, I need to find all my Clone Wars stuff, da 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 And then we found, you know. That. And then I found Ashley because of one of those videos. And I was like, oh my god. I am like, I need to like do, I, I just like, I was just obsessed. And I was like, oh my god. And then I reached out, I, I commented, I think I commented on your post. And then, I don't actually remember. I can't. So, you, so what happened we, is that you commented on the post and then you DM'd me on TikTok because you followed me and it was it was at the beginning stages 
So it was at the beginning stages of the Tiki Talk where whenever somebody follows you, you just like, you know what? Hey, they like me, so I'm going to follow them back. <laughs> um, it was it was at that <laughs> stage. So because you had already like commented something very sweet. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll follow her back. Like she seems very sweet. And that's when uh, you were like, let's go like Instagram. And I was like, sure. And the chatting on Instagram started and. And uh, the more in depth, uh, started FaceTiming, and then it became hour long conversations. Where I think we had this period where we talked for like twelve hours in a row, and we were like, "Oh my god!" Try. We eventually had a call once, and it was like an eighteen hour call. I remember this. It was an eighteen hour call, and we actually all fell asleep on the call. With the call still going. I remember that. And we all woke up to each other just sleeping. And it was very funny. Sometimes I talk in my sleep. And Maddie had awoken to me talking about brownies or something. Because I was hungry. I don't remember this. I don't remember this at all. You were half asleep. I take your word for it. Yeah. Then TikTok and then everything and when because i was on tiktok in like t- late 2019 like i've been on tiktok for a right while, i just i never posted but i never anything. had really yeah. discovered like, yeah 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 it was it was the huh, scroll and laugh and chuckle and like and comment yeah if it was more i was i was that kid that was trying to find coupon codes on tiktok <laughs> it's like you I, never I told me that that's hilarious if you're listening no, no, no. So here's the thing. In winter of 2019, like around Christmas time, I, my friend had downloaded, my best friend had downloaded, Ella, she downloaded TikTok. And every chance I got, I was like, oh, let me see your, like, let me scroll through TikTok. And she was like, no, why don't you just get it yourself? And I was like, no, no, I'm going to like, I'm, I'm a focused, dedicated student, whatever. And then like literally like two days into 2020, I'm like, I'm gaping. Like I'm getting it. And because she was tired of... <laughs> What'd you do? Nothing. Did you just spill your water? No. <laughs> right onto my laptop, maybe? No, definitely not. Totally not. Bruh. It's okay. It kind of missed, hopefully it missed the important parts. <laughs> you know, the whole okay. thing. That's, okay. The whole thing. Continue the story, continue so, the story. So, yeah, yeah. I, I finished the Colmars, um, actually on May 4th, 2020, when the final episode of season seven aired, I was at Derek's house. He had told me, because he had already watched it, he was just like, do not, and I repeat, do not watch the last four episodes of The Clone Wars unless you are with me. And I was like, okay. Because he wanted to see my raw reaction. I had You're no like, idea. It's a series. I hadn't seen Rebels yet, so I had no idea yeah. what was happening. And I, yeah. I watched it with him, and I was just a mess. I was a complete sobbing, hiccuping mess. And then right after, he had me start Rebels, and I started Rebels, and I loved Rebels. Rebels was really good. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Um, cried, you know, as you do with any piece of Star Is it truly Star Wars if it doesn't make you cry in some way? regard i mean i still haven't technically you're gonna hate me with this but i technically still have not finished clone wars or rebels i've still got like i'm not gonna left of clone wars and like 
a season. Ken is killing me. She's like, you need to hurry up and watch them. So, yeah. I mean, I have had like here's, seven years, so I should probably Here's do my that, thing but. is that season season seven of The Clone Wars, don't mind Leia's hilt. I just need somebody to spin. Um, season seven mm. of The Clone Wars is arguably the one of the easier seasons to watch because it goes by so fast um yeah. the first arc is obviously the bad it was when you for, see the more boys. for me that i couldn't finish it like i was like i can't, i don't want this to be over very valid point however bad batch <laughs> yeah Speaking and then we have a whole two seasons of bad batch oh um, god bad batch is coming out this episode not episode this, this september this. i was about to say season 28 i was like no September 28th. I'm very um, excited. I... With that in mind, what if you could create any show, any series or t- movie or like just any form of medium, what Star Wars thing would you want to create? I have two answers for this. My first answer is obviously the story of Ashani and everybody that's interacting <laughs> with her. If if I had to choose a, sec- a second, uh, like an actual like medium, I... It would have to be something with the Mantis crew because obviously the game is amazing. I think that having Fallen Order be like the, the main way that you you see these character stories is, is incredible because having a video game, a video game is kind of like, like um, having it be a show. Like you can flesh out characters as much as you possibly mm-hmm. want to. And it's the same thing with a book. With a movie, you're kind of like cut down on time. It's like very... Yeah strict on time and everything that's why i would love to see a live action tv like a mini series of fallen order because i think and i was i was when i was doing my research on this for my extended essay um mini series have become a really popular way of telling like slightly more fleshed out stories for example queen's gambit um which if you haven't seen it go watch it's amazing but it just allows you to have so much more character work and exploration and like because i don't think i don't think kenobi's going to be getting another season i could be wrong i i personally don't think that kenobi needs a season 2 would i still yeah. watch it absolutely obviously but i feel like if they were to do a two season type of deal season 1 would have been season 2 and season 1 should have been like him on tatooine maybe interacting with luke a little bit more i'm I love the adventure he had with Leia, but if they were to do a season two, it kind of feels odd. But I think I think that if they wanted to potentially do a season two, it feels odd to have Kenobi go on this giant adventure, this extravagant adventure with specifically Leia Organa in season one, and then potentially just keep him on Tatooine throughout the entirety of the next season doing God knows what during a whole nother season like that seems kind of it seems very book of boba fetty book of boba fett like to me and i i had such high hopes for book of boba fett and they were all kind of put down the drain and which is so irritating but i still liked the book of boba fett but i would have preferred to have some different uh things happen and different writing happen we did not need Luke and Grogu for that long. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I don't know what that was, uh, but for 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 um, for Fallen Order, we're already getting what I actually I actually wanted them to get a book. I wanted to have a book that takes place in between Fa- uh, Fallen Order and Survivor, 
And I said this like a couple months ago, go figure like two weeks ago. Um, it's revealed. Oh, by the way, there's a whole book coming out that takes place in between. It's called Jedi Battle Scars. And it takes place in between Fallen Order and Survivor. And I'm like, really? So it comes out in March. Um, I have since become sort of besties with uh, the author of the book, Sam Mags. Sam Mags, if you're listening to this, I love you, bestie. You're the best. Um, and th- this is actually something I did want to talk to you about. So Sam Mags has a, has a, she kind of hinted at something because she's, she loves Marin. She loves Night Sister Marin. And she posted on her story the day of the reveal that she was writing the book. Hey, I get to write Marin. And if you know anything about me and my writing, I get to do something really awesome with her. And I was just like, what? So she put like these, um, these little gifts on top of a really awesome photo of Marin and it was of these three flowers and the flowers had petals that were pink yellow and blue and I'm like isn't that the pan flag so I think she's making Marin pan which I already had that as a theory that she was and I was like yes and it makes sense it makes so much sense I honestly refuse to believe that like at least half the characters in Star Wars are straight, honestly. like. No, I agree with you, but it's the fact that it's canonized. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's canon. I, we need more canon Star Wars rep. Like, obviously, Hera and Kanan are bisexual. Like, they're, that is canon in my mind. I don't they're care. They're both bi. Um, Come on. I'm they're still bi. holding on to... It just, it makes so much sense for yeah. me. I'm still holding on to lesbian Ahsoka, though. I, I still have some, like... Because I don't know. I just think the way that she acted with Lux Terry, but then again, Lux is also just yeah. an F boy. Let's be honest. I mean, here. granted, me. Okay, but here's here's he was... the real kicker: me being an actual lesbian, am I almost like, ooh, is Lux Terry hot? Literally, could you not? When that episode came out, I was like, damn. I want to be a Soka right now. I always want to be a Soka. But... Physically, physically, he mm. is attractive. He is attractive. Don't get me wrong in that. But it's everything else about him that it just is. Yeah. It just not. No, it's, it's, a it's a no. It's a no um, from me. But going back to the thing I said like a while ago, if I could have any like series or fandom or whatever, I know we're getting the Ahsoka series, which I am very, very, very excited about because apparently there's going to be some Hera and just in general uh, Rebels Ghost Crew kind of vibes rebel squad um i would and i'm partially biased to this because you know i would love like either probably not animated but i would love a series on leia like because i think the pre the thing with star wars is it's very male gaze focused like most of the the sequels are only the really one that have like a protagonist as um the main like a female protagonist and i would just love i like i would kid you not like i would just watch for hours for leia sass and like i said i would love to see it done in a miniseries kind of like kenobi yes but just and like her learning about padme and stuff like we already have all of that we have literally have three movies about luke and i know we have princess and the scoundrel but that's kind of after but i would just love to see because she i was reading into leia canon and she, I can't, I think, she, I can't remember if she becomes queen or not. I don't think, she becomes queen when 
Brea no. well when Alderaan kind of oh my god seriously <laughs> she's the last survivor of Alderaan yeah so and she becomes a senator and I think that would just be so cool to get more like just kind of Padme Leia comparison stuff see that's you know that's yeah. what I want is I want I want a series of of teenage Leia just learning to be because there's that line in the Kenobi series where she's like but I don't want to be a senator and stuffy clothing and everything and Bale looks at her and that's why you'd be the best and I really I would love to have a series of of Leia going through um the junior senatorial academy and and be like becoming the senator and everything leading up to Rogue One and, and A New Hope I think that I think that would be just incredible because in in uh, which is this is something that I'm learning now. Um, sh- spoilers for um the Force Unleashed, which technically isn't canon, but it's canon to me. Um, she's in the Force Unleashed, and she's working for the Rebellion, and it takes place a, a, quite a few years before uh, A New Hope and everything, uh, to to my knowledge. And uh, I didn't expect to see her. It, it was it was like a ha, why is she here kind of thing, but it makes sense now. I'm not finished with watching the first unleashed one so i have no idea what is in store for me so yeah so i think top three i think from our general consensus is cal ghost crew show leia show and we're all very hyped for the ahsoka series um i'm very excited i hope that one's going to be done well like i really hope that and i mean honestly for me a dream would either be to i don't know when it's getting it's probably made right getting made right now but to either work like as a film production assistant um on it or potentially background stuff like god like i mean deep down i would love to play some form of ahsoka but and we can talk about this more if you'd like but she she's written as being black in the human verse i say human verse but like as as human and that's why i'm like I would totally like I would love to do that but at the same time I'm like I also want don't want to like take away a character that is very much written yeah for a BIPOC character um so yeah so those are like my top things right now um what about your other fandoms that you were part of because I know a few I just I want more Kingdom Hearts stuff but I just you, want more Kingdom Hearts stuff Marvel like I know there's a bit of like Wanda in there I I love I love Marvel. I'm not like mm. as in depth with Marvel. I don't know just about everything. Spider Man is my favorite uh, because I just love the tropes. I love the tropes. I love everything about Spider Man. Um, I No Way Home was a religious experience for me. As somebody who grew up with not only Andrew Garfield but also with Tobey Maguire that was religious. That was like, I was in the theater. I will never forget it. I was, I was in the theater at Disney Springs. I had just gotten out of hall mat. I was dressed as Omega, but my medieval version of Omega. And I was in the crowd with all these other people screaming, crying my eyes out and just making so much noise. And honestly, it was so much better than Endgame for me. The crowd feeling, it was, it was just like, there's a difference between Marvel fans 
and Spider-Man fans. I don't know what it is, but there's there's a, such a clear difference. I am a difference. WandaVision fan. Like, I stand Wanda. I still haven't watched Multiverse of Madness. Like, I, I, when I tell you I'm behind on, like, everything, I am behind on everything. Um, but, I mean, yeah. Multiverse was okay. I, I would have liked more, uh, but I, as, a, as a Wanda fan myself, I would have liked more, but it was I good. Really, it was good. I really loved, like, the way that WandaVision was done, personally. Like, I just thought it was such a cool film like thing and just in general it was pretty awesome um i am yeah it's, it's a great it's incredible concept to go through like the different sitcoms and it's just amazing i am actually the one thing i am like trying to be really religious about is watching she hulk every thursday like that's one that i'm like okay yes mm-hmm. i know there's been a bit of like meh about it. i mean marvel fans are toxic marvel fans and star wars fans can be very toxic and i've seen like some people kind of being like so i'm like calm down it's literally been two episodes um, and I'm not going to say it's like going to be the best thing ever, but like just give it a few seconds. But I also love um, give it a go. Yeah, uh, I know. I only know her. Um, what's it called? Her name from the Good Place to to Honey Ultra Mill. That's not her name. That's her character name in the Good Place. Are you talking about? Um, are you talking about? Uh, no, no, no. no. Uh, and She Hulk. Um, oh my God. What's? Oh no. I. To be honest, I haven't watched She Hulk yet, and I want to. I'm. Like, I, I still want to. I've heard really Jamila good things, Jamil. honestly. I've heard Jamila that it's really Jamil. good. Okay, I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong. But, yes. Um, I got the yes. part. Um, but she's amazing. I love her. And I'm and the promo they've been doing has been really cool. Like, they have this huge bench somewhere in L.A. Um, and, like... They have a really big billboard somewhere mm-hmm. in L.A., too. And they were handing out lots of... Um, uh, like, at Comic-Con, they were handing out, like, the little number sheets and everything. And people were calling it. And it, it's there was really also, cool. There was also... Jamila, um, the, the character who plays, I think she's the villain in this thing. She, um, she's like vandalizing the posters. Like, there's a whole thing. Like, just look it up on TikTok. It's everywhere. But I did see that. That one was awesome for me. And I was like, I love when character. I love when, like, films and series go all out on like media promo and like get the actors involved. Like, it's just so cool. Like, it's just like a fan service. I miss yeah. them doing that. Is the thing they used to do that all the time when I was a kid, and that's like what I would remember the most about mm. that kind of stuff and it kind of like phased out and I, I hope that this is like an opening to show people like hey this is a really good like idea to get back into and I, I, I just miss that I do miss it's that. It's honestly just amazing and speaking of other amazing things what is the most important thing that you have taken away from Star Wars like a life lesson or across all the movies just in general and series and everything there's okay. there's two there's two um so the first one is is probably the most important thing to me uh and that's found family and there's i uh, i know that you and i have talked about this numerous times before but i kind of have a more like in-depth version of it now because it has been a while since i uh, talked about this so found family in star wars is obvi- the obvious trope with obviously uh the the ghost crew um with the bad batch now with um technically ray uh with the sequels and everything yeah and um initially the found family trope was very impactful with my online relationships with you with kit with aaron with all these other people, Amelia, Morgan, other Morgan, like I can name so many people. I've, I've met so many people like visit just online. It just just through online, just, uh, 
I don't, I truly don't know what I would do without those people in that group. And, and further on with past the ones that I've mentioned, because there's just so many people that I, I physically can't fathom how many there are. But then there's also like the found family of that. I wasn't sure if they would have the same interests that kind of became that Mm -hmm. through Star Wars as well but it was kind of unclear at the beginning like at first I thought it was like gonna be like a no like a one-time pleading thing and now it's just their family every every person that I've met whether it be in person or online and then into in person or eventually in person is is a family they are part of my family and it's it's so good to know that with even my own issues with other people's issues with family with like biological family and whatever issues there may be that I have the support of these amazing amazing people that will always have my back and tell me when I'm wrong to my face and and because that's that's what a family should do like that's and to know that I, I can lean on them and that I can trust them is just it's it's very important to me. You're making me cry twice in an episode. Like, how dare you? How dare you? I'm sorry. You made me cry the day before my birthday last year. You don't get to do this. Like, <laughs> do you not remember that? I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I still have that video. I have photos. I have proof. <laughs> um, and then the second The thing. second... The, yeah, the second lesson is actually... Um, in Fallen Order, uh, if, you, if you look at the the soundtrack like the the instrumentals for all the music that plays in fallen order they each have names and there's this one that um plays when you're on Elam, and it's when uh cal takes the the new kyber crystal and he's finally found this kyber crystal to repair his lightsaber and he's looking at this crystal and it just shatters in two it just splits in two on its own and he takes that as i have failed and I'm not worthy of being a Jedi, and I can't move on from this. This is the Force telling me that I'm not worthy. And he just huddles himself into a ball on this icy floor, and the one thing that's been with him the entire time, BD-1, goes up to him, tries to cheer him up, and Cal's just like, "This, it's over, we can't, we can't win. And Beatty looks, brings his head up, and he shows a uh, a hologram of Enor Cordova, who has been leading us on this journey uh, through hollow scans. And Enor Cordova essentially tells Beatty one in in a hologram that he has to erase Beatty one's memory, and only when Beatty has created such a big attachment to somebody that he trusts somebody very important to him that he will get these transmissions back so his, so Eno, Eno Cordova's mission can be complete. And that's Cal. And in this moment, Eno Cordova says a line, failure is not the end. And that's the name of the, mu- of, of the musical piece. And it is such a uplifting piece. And it shows you that just because you fail doesn't mean that you've lost just because you've lost doesn't mean that you failed. It it doesn't mean that it is the end. It means that you can keep going. It means that you have come to 
one portion of your journey, that means you can get to another portion of your journey. And it is so pivotal to not only my life, but a lot of other people's lives right now, because it is just so, it's so difficult to get through some days. For me, for other people, for for just for everybody, if we, everybody has those, every, not to be Hannah Montana, but everybody has those days. But it's, it is such a good lesson to learn and to remember that though today may seem like a valley that you're dipping way too deep and, and not doing great, there's always a brighter tomorrow. This is not the end. This is not the end that was meant for you. So go on and go find that end. And every single time that piece comes up, I just cry because it's it's a it's a very wonderful lesson that I I want people to understand and I want people to learn and I want people to hold with them for their entire lives. So those two. That's really really sweet. Oh, I love that so much. Sorry for the tangent, but it means no, a lot no. to me. We love we love tangents. Um, tangents are great. I really think everything you? you said was. So I really don't have anything to add. Like for me, definitely found family was, I think that's what drew me into the Clone Wars was just the, and mainly Rebels. Rebels was mainly found family for me, but for Clone Wars at least, the reason why I kept coming back to it, I think, and why it just, like Ahsoka specifically, and I mean, I don't know Ashley Eckstein like you do, um, which Ashley knows Ashley Eckstein, just subtle name <laughs> drop. Um, yeah, I know some. I I'm, do. I'm one degree away She's from... She's very sweet. I'm one degree away from Ashley Eckstein. No, two. Two. One, two. Yeah. Two degrees. Um, anyways, so... But basically, uh, Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's character just... She came like her character appeared in a part of my life when I really didn't know what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be and just kind of seeing this incredible girl who was my age I think she's 14 so two two years younger than me but then eventually catches up was just so amazing to be able to be like yeah I can do stuff like I'm awesome and I am powerful and I'm strong and I really can persevere in life and take every challenge with pride and just persevere basically so Ahsoka was definitely one and again that moment where Ahsoka leaves the leaves the Jedi Order I kid you not I was sobbing for days days i was like just so dead inside i i was like i just kept re-watching it because i wanted to experience like that pain like i was just like i was like every time i was like she's gonna stay this time she's gonna stay this time i wanted to feel something yeah and i was just it was so hard but <laughs> that point of also realizing that and outgrowing things as well that just because something works for you for a long time doesn't mean that it has to anymore and oh wait I've lost Ashley but I think she's sobbing no she's okay okay Ashley's okay okay um 
but just knowing that things are allowed to change and that change is going to be scary and hard but you can grow and you're allowed to grow and evolve and you're 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 your own person was really really nice yeah so final question that i'm going to ask what is one thing that you want the listener or listeners to take away from today's episode one piece of advice that you could give <laughs> well the the funny thing is that a lot of people always ask me advice and the thing is is that sometimes with it when it comes to advice it's it's easy for me to give it but it's hard for me to take my own advice sometimes so i think when my piece of advice to the wonderful wonderful listeners out there is before you can before you can care for anybody you have to make sure that you take care of yourself because if you do not care for yourself how are you supposed to care for others but don't make it so you're only taking care of yourself because once you do you're just gonna be like eh I think something died eh I think something died that's that's gonna be the cold open right there eh something died (laughs) something died it was me um the the lesson I think I can I can give is is a different one than that um it's to take your time time is a very precious precious thing in life and if you if you rush into things thinking that you're at the top of the world that nothing can hurt you and you can do anything which I may I have made that mistake many many times and it did not end very well take your time and gauge your options know what you have in front of you and if you are scared about something because you're unsure of what the ending is going to be sometimes you need to remember that sometimes a leap of faith is all you need whether it be getting out of a bad situation or just because you know what i'm gonna do this thing sometimes it's what you need you can meet someone like ashley if you take a leap of faith i took a leap of faith with uh with posting one tiktok video over a year and a half ago and it was quite possibly one of the best leaps I've ever done in my life because it led to so many friendships, to so many amazing memories, and a self-confidence in myself that I never thought that I would have. And once you do one leap, you're bound to do more. Leaps and bounds. But don't do anything stupid. And that wonderful listeners is the Ashley. As per my normal closing, stay hydrated, stay yay, and have a wonderful rest of your day. And Maddie out. Bye!